It's amazing to discover that God has given the body the ability to heal itself. Daniel Belt has written a, an amazing book called Unlocking Eden, Revolutionize Your Health, Maximize Your Immunity, Restore Your Vitality. We'll talk with Daniel Belt today here on Babby's House. Don't miss it. Babby's House is coming your way right now. Welcome to Babby's House. I'm the host of the show, Babby Mason. Thank you so very much for joining me. You know, in recent days, since we've been fighting the coronavirus, we've been reading a lot more about the immune system and about all the wonderful systems that God already built into this beautiful thing called the human body. Well, Daniel Belt has written a book called Unlocking Eden, and we'll talk about your amazing body and all that God has given you, all that God has put into your body to give you a great quality of life. We'll talk with Daniel Belt in just a little bit. I'm going to go back into the archive and dig out one of my very favorite songs that I wrote many years ago, but the message of it still remains the same, that love is the more excellent way. I could speak with the tongues of men and angels But if I don't have love, I'm just a clanging cymbal I could have the faith to remove the mountains But if I don't have love, then I am nothing Love is patient Enduring the test, so never, never. 
thank you for coming back to Babby's house. I want to introduce you to my very special guest for today's show. He is the author of Unlocking Eden, Re Revolutionize Your Health, Maximize Your Immunity, Restore Your Vitality. And in the days of fighting COVID-19, we have heard more about the immune system, more about your gut, more about those things that help contribute to maximizing great health and vitality. So Daniel Bell, thank you for writing this book and thank you for being my guest on today's show. Glad you're here. Thank you for having me, Babby. I'm really, really grateful. I really think that this is something that's very un, you know, underministered to, and it's so good to see people with a platform uh, speak a message uh, that reaches out to the broader uh, needs of the people. Absolutely. Well, can you tell me why, why it is that you are inspired to write this book? Um, well, that would be a, a long story. I would say the short of it is it's kind of the culmination of 20 years, it's something I've been thinking about for that entire time, probably, at least on some level. Uh, I've been a place where I struggled greatly in my own life as a young man in my, up into my mid to late 20s. I was very sick and very ill. Um, and I really didn't have an understanding of what it took to reclaim my birthright of, you know, that kind of victory on earth, not perfection victory you know and what does that look like and so I kind of God came into my life Jesus came into my life and showed me a path that if I was to you know be sincere and and work towards uh solvency in my life as best I could under his laws that I would uh find uh you know the largest degree of peace that's possible and so I've been working on a long time I you know started in a health food store 20 years ago uh, knowing nothing, I'm a hillbilly from the Ozarks, and uh, you know it was a long road. Um, but uh, you know, forgiveness is a beautiful thing, uh, both of my what I visited on me and what I didn't ask for. And over time, uh, you know, I believe God makes wisdom to be simple for all people. I don't think He wants to hide anything, and so it's just been incumbent upon me to try to figure out a way to. Um, a, illustrate that which is verifiable and provable, like within science, and this book contains a lot of science, but at the same time, uh, to speak in a message where everybody's at and not where I'm at and not where the, you know, the neuroscientists are at and the theologians, but rather speak in a language that everybody can relate to and that you know God's message, message of wisdom and healing is simple and therefore accessible to everybody. And so I've just been kind of trying to unify my understanding of things with a language that people can relate to that they can find accessible and you know a path uh to help them alleviate the sufferings that is possible for them yes you know god is the ultimate scientist i mean god created absolutely this, he created this entire universe <laughs> and one of the most miraculous things that god created was the human body and the body's ability to heal itself and in the book you talk about uh, things like the immune system. So can we start there? Because there's been a lot of uh, a lot of conversation in the last year about the power of the immune system and its ability to ward off disease and viruses. So let's start there and talk about uh, the, the immune system. Can you tell us what it is and its function in the human body? Sure. Well, the immune system is really a complex series of systems that under an overarching system that go over to overall protect our body versus uh you know disease uh dysfunction 
and things like that. It's actually quite complicated in its understanding, but it's actually easy in its application. It's more important to know what's right than it is to know what's wrong. And as much as I'm a nerd, I totally am, and like to have answers and research everything to kind of the nth degree, it's also not as necessary for most people. Um, a lot of what you know our immunity do, does is autonomous. It, it literally it kind of functions without our knowing, and it. Um, but it is absolutely affected by the manner in which we live in our environment. And so it's important that we kind of fulfill our obligation to the laws in order to live those things and have our immunity protect us. And I think something that's really instrumental to look at today is I spent a lot of time studying, you know, the National Institute of Health and other countries' data on like COVID, for example. And of course, I can't say anything authoritatively because of all the you know, ramifications, and I don't know it all, but I do have a really strong understanding of the human body and, and how it functions relatively. And so here's a good example. The people that are perishing from COVID are already ill. Very few healthy people are actually perishing from COVID. So we look at this in our own country and we can point this in other ways, but we have the highest death rate in the world. We have, we have more people dying than any other country, but we also have the highest level of what's called comorbidities or multimorbidities. And that's where we have other uh, health issues like diabetes being the big one and heart disease that in conjunction with the COVID leads to high mortality rate. And we see this a lot in nursing homes and our most vulnerable people. So when we look at that, what it means is, well, why are we less healthy? And I think that's the question that really needs to be asked here is like, because it's not the same everywhere. At one time, we were a very healthy nation, and we, you know, had the highest, you know, rankings in the world of 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 healthy and 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 mobile people. And we don't really see that anymore. And so I think it's really important to understand like what we let go that allows us to be healthy. I think another thing to recognize is that we have a very skewed view on what our birthright really is. And so like, we kind of think that, you know, actually now 30 was the old 40, like, oh, by the time you get to that age, you're just on the decline and, you know, and, and such, but that's actually the opposite of God's plan. God's plan is that you regenerate and re reclaim and redeem every day that you live. You're in, over the course of a, approximately seven years, all of your cells will be made new. The old ones are going to die off through autophagy and some of these other mechanisms. Well, what comes back to you is directly related and proportional to your ability to fulfill your nature in the way God had made the laws. And so it's, um, in, again, kind of, here's a good example. So if me and you are in a coma for 20 years, and even if we wanted to perish, even if we wanted to be relieved and delivered from this life, our body wouldn't give up on us. Yeah. We could get cut to the bone and instantly the cells are in it like they were before they were injured and you can't even say no. Well, let me, you know, jump, so in, let me jump in right here and ask you this question because it seems like the, the, now I'm not a doctor, I'm not really even a health specialist, but just from my observation, it seems like our culture, and I'm not sure how other parts of the world are, but here in America, every other commercial there is for a some kind of prescription drug, it seems like we our in our culture, we've become more and more dependent upon prescription medicines um, as opposed to holistic health, um, natural fruits, vegetables, sunshine, vitamin D, exercise, diet. Um, 
can you can you help those people that are already, as you said, those that are at risk to viruses like COVID-19 or those that already have pre-existing conditions? Can you help them build, give them some advice on building their immune system or what can they do to battle or to fortify their health so they are not so vulnerable? Sure. Well, again, it's kind of a long road how we got here. It's not always a, a, sh a short road out, but there are some really applicable things that you can do in short order that have direct results uh, without getting too far into the data and, and to kind of to generalize a bit here. You just summed it up. It really is about, you know, fulfilling our, our design in the manner of its orientation. And God requires a few things of us to do physiologically, like he requires us to get food, go to sleep, and go to the bathroom. That's it. And so the, actually the sleep, and the other would be labor. We're meant to labor and use our bodies, right? Activity, exercise, that kind of thing. And within the natural order things and throughout history, especially in, I think, a religion and a perspective that's predicated upon a symbol where we were created and born into a garden, like literally inside of one, and to live immortally, to live forever without any strife or struggle. And I think if there was a better example of a place to live than inside of a garden, I think God would have chosen that instead, you know? And again, in, and it includes one of the three things we're required to do, which is get nutrition. So even no matter what we believe, whether, and this is where we can really make peace across people with people who don't necessarily agree with our perspective, which is that regardless if you're an atheist or an agnostic or a Hindu or a Christian, Food is the way it is because that's what's meant for a human. Even if you believe in evolution, like things are made on earth the way they're meant for us. And because God requires us to do a few things, like for example, go five days without eating. And we'll find out what matters most in your life. <laughs> I promise it's going to be food. It's going to be food. And right. that's the, yes. And the, he created it in the manner that it's meant to sustain us and give us the fortitude and the strength to have that temporal victory, again, not that perfect victory, but what we can, the peace that we are allowed to have on earth where we don't create the strife of our own making. And so the first things to do are very simple, practical steps. Chew your food. Try not to eat too much. Try to reduce your portions. When your body tells you, it's, we really shouldn't be doing mind over body. Our body is this perfect instrument that God gave us to tell us what is up. So when your stomach hurts, stop eating. You know, when you feel yourself getting full, stop. When you're done eating, that's fuel. So get up and get in motion. And that's going to stimulate that metabolic function. You and know, it's a lot, also, a lot of the things that you're telling us are things that, mom, that our moms told us, you know? Sure, yeah. absolutely. I wasn't even allowed to be inside as a kid. You know, like, absolutely. I, like go, yeah. we went outside, and we it, played in the streets, we played kickball, we learned how to play baseball when we were in the driveway or with our neighbors. Well, uh, let me ask you this. You, you talked a moment ago about the, uh, the, those three functions that God naturally put in us, the, the desire to eat, the desire to get uh, rest, the desire to work, the, having to go to the restroom, those natural functions. Talk, let's talk about sleep. Um, there's a thing that I read in your book called Circadian Rhythms. Can, yes. can you talk about the importance importance of sleep and the, the sleep cycle and how that contributes to health? Sure. Um, and we, again, this is a massive thing that I'm going to try to narrow down into a small thing. Um, and it is absolutely a demonstration of God's miraculous design. We have within us an internal clock and it is biological and it runs on God's time, not our time. And that's governed by light, 
sunshine, food, sleep, and physical activity. Now, there are some other factors in there, but that's overwhelmingly the majority of it. And that's what people need to know, is it really is these very basic things. And God has the time for you. Everything has an appointed season, and everything has a time. So it's important that we fulfill that in the manner in which we're created. And so when we wake up in the morning, we're meant to take in the sunshine. And I'll try not to get too technical here, but in our eyes, we have a gland that sends signals to what's called a suprachiasmatic nuclei or nucleus in the brain. And this actually turns on and off all these different things, raising blood pressure and cortisol, digestion, just a vast amount of hormonal responses. But if that doesn't ever get triggered, it doesn't happen. So like, for example, when you, rate, when you wake in the morning and the light hits the eyes, what it does is it shuts down melatonin production. Melatonin is what makes you sleepy. So it's what wakes you up. And it also starts stimulating cortisol, blood pressure, and things for digestion and for energy so that you can go about your day. And then later on in the day, when, you're, when the sun goes down in the sky, it's hitting the back of the eye again and it's signaling all different kinds of things. Like, oh, well, now is the time labor's about done. We need to start preparing the body for rest and relaxation. And, and again, I'm trying to make a synopsis of a, a vast, almost incalculable level of function in the body, but it really is very simple. And that's cued also by things like food and activity and sleep. So if that, it, like, if I, to kind of the point I was saying before about food, if I don't eat for five days, we find out what's most important, but don't sleep for five days. We'll find out what's most important. You'll stop loving your husband <laughs> if you don't sleep for five days. I'm just saying that's how much it really works on us. Yes. But whenever we fulfill our natural order, then sleep follows. Our bodies are meant to be used. Whenever we use that physical activity, for example, it actually creates hormonal synthesis and, and functions that allows our body to develop the hormones to put us to sleep. So if we're not laboring, if we're not outside with that fresh air and that sunshine and with good, clean food, then these signals don't occur and the circadian rhythm gets off. It's actually, it's actually no different than music. If your bass player is off and your drummer's on and you're singing, what's that going to sound like? Well, it won't Trash. sound like music. <laughs> right. And we are the ultimate instrument of that. You know, like we are with that valuable word. You talk um, in your, uh, we had a little conversation kind of off camera a moment ago about the in your response to the song that I sang today love is the more mm -hmm. excellent way and you were talking about the power of uh, of course the things that we can see like physical exercise of uh, the things that we can do like rest and relaxation and food and exercise but you were also talking about the things that are spiritual that contribute to mm -hmm. our health as well like love and forgiveness can you elaborate on that Sure. I actually don't know, at least in my perspective, that there's any real, you know, and that may be a bit of an overstatement, forgiveness without love. Love is so intrinsic to the way we feel. It's just like your, my, you know, wife or your husband or your kids or whatever. You can lift somebody to the skies with a word. You can drop them to the floor with a word. And it very much matters the way that we go about things. And so many people have no self-love. They don't know how to talk to themselves. They, they put themselves in these comparative analysis with others. And it's just unfortunate because God wants all of us. And the rules, like, and it's kind of what I was saying earlier about Eden, you know, like that was the best place for us. And those rules are still true. We just walk further and further from them. But in order to turn that gate around, 
we kind of have to have some self-love a lot of times. We are at least a loving uh, friend or a, you know, a fellowship that turns us to that right direction. And it, to the to the heart of your song, which again, I was so grateful for and so beautiful. We like, it, it's, therein lies the foundation of being able to, you know, it's maybe not true for everybody, but so many play, people are in these dark places and our words of love and our words of kindness and especially self-love and self-awareness can help lift us up to make that action because so many of the people I know who are depressed that are good, intelligent people, a lot of them can't make that first step because they're so crushed by depression or life or some of these other things. And sometimes it really requires a profound act of love to get us there. Listen, we're going to have a little, we're going to take a quick break right now, Daniel, but when we come back, we'll talk more about your book called Unlocking Eden. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back with more conversation with Daniel Belt right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Thanks for coming back to the show. I've been talking today with Daniel Belt, the author of Unlocking Eden, Revolutionize Your Health, Maximize Your Immunity, Restore Your Vitality. Well, Daniel, thanks for being my guest today. Will you let our viewers know um, how to get the book and a little bit about you know, your, your qualifications, what it is that you do? Sure. Well, I'm a certified holistic health coach through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, accredited through the State University of New York. I am also the project development manager for Eden's Essentials. And if anybody would like to purchase our book, uh, but we also sell whole food organic supplements, uh, it's EdensEssentials.com. Um, yeah, so I also have approximately 20 years in the industry of working in diet, nutrition, and supplements on various levels. I do have a, you know, a few other certifications as well. Um, but again, the real impetus of my life is to bring the message that we have the capacity within us to have peace and reconciliation in well, our lives. Well, thank you. Thank you so very much, Daniel, for being my guest today and for sharing your book, Unlock Unlocking Eden. And for those of you who are watching the show, visit my official website at babby.com. Well, God bless you and thank you so very much for watching Babby's House today. And we hope we'll see you again right here on Babby's House where you are a member of our family. God bless you. We'll see you next time.